to Everybody Dances. Today is another solo episode with just me, and I will be discussing a couple of different things in the therapy sphere, things that are buzzwords right now, and all in all, what I've been focusing on with myself and how grateful I am to have interviewed several of my colleagues already this year and continue to feel such pride and utter joy from sharing the gifts and talents and mindsets of creative arts therapists as well as mental health clinicians in the field and right now based out of New York specifically. So I wanted to talk about a buzzword right now that's going around and it is core values. And core values is a great buzzword in my opinion because it for me has brought me back to that sense of who I am literally at my core and how it is transferable and transmutable in various environments and situations. So for example, at work is one environment or with friends or with family or even out at a social gathering or an event. We can use the framework of our core values, whatever they are for you, because they vary and are different for everybody, and bring them back to the current present moment. So, I think that core values are first off directly correlated to self-esteem. And I believe that we all have different core mapping and upbringings, which lend us a little thing called biases and different prejudices and really different ways our society and culture has alienated us. So I just wanted to pause and self-reflect here by mentioning, I wish I had known this term, core values, at a little bit of a younger age because I think when we picture a preteen or somebody who's going through a time of flux, whether it's puberty or just going through a transition, transitional time, and are craving a sense of belonging and a sense of self-worth and confidence. 
I think that from a very early start, I was critical of myself, especially in ballet class where I spent a lot of my time after school. So I took that core value, whether I was conscious of it or not, and brought it with me into all of my other environments. So I would leave ballet class for the night and my mom would pick me up. And this was maybe like from 11 to 16, 17, I would say. And I would get into the car and I would be rather poised and stiff and I would still be holding a lot of tension from the class very high stakes in my mind. I thought that ballet was my identity. I was comparing myself to a lot of the other students and knew the backgrounds of a lot of the other girls and just didn't really douse myself in any positivity. And I was always waiting for the external validation of my ballet teacher, who was either a Russian older man or an older, just Caucasian woman um, who had been working at this specific school forever. And she definitely came across as someone who was so professional, but also so automatic. Like you can tell she's been working with the same age group of young girls for such a long time and was so biased again. And she had her own idea of who the ideal ballet student was. And I never had a lot of chances to go outside of this classroom setting. I definitely think that I was obsessed with the grandeur of it all. And it was somewhere um, I focused a lot of my energy on because I was very obsessed with my body. And even today, that's a rather difficult statement to express. The obsession with how my body looked was one thing, but it was more how my body felt the different sensations of the musculature and the insertion of my legs into my torso, my turnout, which is something we talk about a lot in ballet, how open my inner thighs were when my feet were in first position. And I would force, I was a chronic forcer of a lot of the poses. And it wasn't until my early 20s where I found flow and ease 
through enrolling in a lot of improv, modern dance, contact improvisation classes, and more of a, a humor, <laughs> inviting more humor into dance and downtown dance culture. A lot of respect for the irony and the satire that came out of making fun of ballet um, in a professional setting, of course, because the well-roundedness and the wholesomeness of ballet was always sort of an undercurrent in the modern dance I appreciate. However, the radical pushback um, that I witnessed in lots of choreographers, especially in Judson dance and internationally. Uh, me and my coworker today, we're just talking about Marina Abramovich and the power of eye contact and stillness and how all of these mechanisms, when they're so gracefully pasted, manifested, if you will, which my earlier exposure to the root of that word was manifesto. And I choreographed my first college piece and named it Daily Manifesto. And I made my own score and I really put a lot of effort, but it was just me. And that was the first time where I was starting to curate the quote unquote obsession with the human body and putting it on to a stage and looking at shapes and colors and textures and repetition and athleticism and a great escape, if you will, because I don't know about you, if you're listening, I love to feel like I'm losing myself when I see a great piece of theater or a great dance show. And I've seen some great dance. I'm so happy to see dance coming back <laughs> after a long dry spell and live audiences happening again. And New York will always enable that community, that philosophy. And I love the invitation to be an active observer or an active listener to someone else's idea, someone else's creation. And I think that this idea of listening, which is going back to my first thought of core values, we all have something to say and I believe that the arts teach us and encourage us from very young ages, if we're lucky or privileged enough to go to New York City when we're little and see the Nutcracker at, as your first show or the Lion King. And 
really feel that jolt of energy inside of you and ask yourself why why as a spectator do i feel like i want to be a part of this and it's up to you to what capacity you would like to be a part of that that gut flipping or tear jerking experience and so it's very raw which i think brings me back to the core values and therapy, how art is a healing form of therapy. It is so great to interview art therapists, dance movement therapists, moving on soon, of course, I will interview more art therapists, more music therapists, hopefully get everybody in there, the drama therapists, and maybe even a poetry therapist. I don't know you yet, poetry therapist, but I am excited to hear from you too, because you are a part of the creative arts therapies. And on this podcast, I do believe that inclusion, sure, creative arts therapy is an umbrella. So we look at the different modalities of art as the facets or the highways of inclusion, depending on your style of creativity. And then there's also this root authenticity the core value, why you joined in the first place. What about your inner child still wants to belong or still wants to be picked and, you know, to perform the ballet combination for the rest of the class? Or what part of you, even today, I noticed I was in a virtual sort of Pilates, high intensity interval training class with a lovely instructor and she was calling everyone else's name on the virtual video uh, except mine and I know I'm not alone in this feeling Um, but I definitely feel like I've grown and I'm feeling really relieved and elated, but I don't need to rely on that external validation from the instructor anymore because I'm not performing for them and I'm not delivering for them. I'm delivering for me. And this is a really important message to hold on to because this brings me back to my core values, which include conscious connection and include earth, nature, water, things that I really feel like I need every day. And it's a little bit easier to say it than to actually find it living in the city. Sustainability, so looking at sustainability in 
my practice as a consumer in our capitalist society peace i'm always asking myself can i find peace in this moment what could i do how could i shift myself to find some peace and that's definitely a newer more important core value of mine because i'm used to just go 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 and then when i stop it still feels like my mind is reeling sometimes after my body has just exerted lots and lots and ener- lots and lots of energy and now they're more of a partnership so i wish that for everybody finding that peace that mind body soul integration and wealth travel being able to feel free enough to stay or go i think is a huge luxury and i think that that is at the top of my list for a core value and autonomy which is interwoven into that as well as well as my family and whatever my legacy might be i think is still blooming that idea of legacy and what i will leave behind or pass down someday and i think that art is of course an incredible encapsulation of checking in with myself um tracking my energy just really tracking the impact that i am putting in and how i'm staying on my course and feeling anchored and grounded and even doing a meditation with a couple of patients this morning we were sitting up really tall and feeling our spine or our cns which i love talking about how we have our central nervous system in our spine and moving swaying left to right which is such a communicative staple in dance movement therapy just to sway side to side is usually an indication of hey i'm trying to communicate something to you or i want to be in your mind's eye i would love to be a part of your experience and anchor is always when we return when we stop swaying and we come back to ourselves and we could be sitting in a chair or standing regardless i think that we are all entitled to keep going with these very core values those are mine but i do feel like a lot of mine and people i care for a lot of our values overlap i think that that's also valid to focus on when we are interacting with people I don't think it's too soon to ask someone when their what their core values are and I think it's similar to like asking what your love language is and you know I think that that could be 
really valuable and we just remove any fear or consequence from getting to know people a little bit more, even if it's in a nonverbal creative way, then I think we're safe. I think we are onto something there. So thank you for listening to my little spiel today and stay tuned for another interview episode of Everybody Dances next time. Have a great one. Thank you.